Hi, I'm Kathy Rushing, host of the podcast Committed, The Entrepreneur Marriage. If your middle name is Restless and you identify with words like innovator, dreamer, changemaker, creative, independent, or you are married to an entrepreneur or heaven help you, you're both entrepreneurs, this podcast is for you. The entrepreneurial journey can be a little wild at times, like uncharted territory. Join me as I talk with others who are at various stages of the entrepreneur process. We'll explore the wisdom and insights they have gained while navigating the ups and downs of the entrepreneur journey. You'll discover that there are many couples who have found ways to thrive in both their marriage and business. Hi, friends, and welcome to Episode 9, which is going to be a little different from previous episodes. This is a takeaway episode from my interview with Dorcas Chang Tozen. We had a really wonderful conversation in Episode 8, but I know that some of you don't have time for a longer episode or you just want to get straight to the gold. I get it. So in these shorter episodes, I will highlight some of the important takeaways and add a little commentary from my perspective as a marriage coach and spouse of a, an entrepreneur. Some of these recap episodes will be done with my husband, Mark, and we'll dig deeper into some of the topics that come up in an interview. Here's a thought. Maybe ask your spouse to listen to these takeaway episodes with you. There will surely be something that will open up a conversation for you to explore together. So first, some context for the takeaways. The interview with Dorcas was about 90 minutes. We had a lot of ground to cover. Dorcas is the author of Start, Love, Repeat, How to Stay in Love with Your Entrepreneur in a Crazy Startup World. Her new book is coming out July 21st, 2020. It is titled, Let There Delight, how one social enterprise provided solar products to a hundred million people. It tells the story of D-Light's founding and growth. D-Light is the social enterprise founded by her husband, Ned, and his partners in 2006. They met at Stanford Business School and came up with the business idea as a project for a graduate school course. The mission of the business is providing inexpensive solar-powered battery lighting to some of the poorest areas in the world. The startup took Ned and Dorcas to China and Kenya multiple times to set up manufacturing and distribution. It is a great story, and I highly recommend listening to episode eight when you get a chance or getting her new book, which will be a great resource for entrepreneurs, sharing the whole story of the challenges and wins Delight has experienced over the years. Now to the takeaways. The first thing I want to talk about is when they launched, they came up with the idea in 2006, worked on the concept and raise funds and actually launch their first product in 2008. Now, what was going on in 2008 was the financial crisis. And I want to highlight this because I'm recording this in July 2020. We are still in the midst of an unprecedented time. We have never been in a time like we are 
currently. The economy was doing great until coronavirus shut everything down. And I know a lot of people are discouraged, and yet um, a lot of people are thinking about launching some kind of a business or a way to go into business for themselves. I have heard from many sources that there will be more entrepreneurs coming into the marketplace in the coming year or so. People are wanting to do something that they can do from home, even if it's only replacing their current income. But people also talk about this, this is not a time to launch a business. Um, The economy is so hard. And I just want to make the point that they launched in 2008, they were able to raise money in the midst of the financial crisis. And so there is always a way to move forward. There is a way to make that dream happen if that is what you want to do. Okay, number two, one of the things that Dorcas um, talked about in the interview, she refers to Ned as having, air quotes, symptoms of an entrepreneur, and air quotes. Um, while he was in college, he was restless. He had trouble settling on a career choice. He started a job, but just didn't find any joy in it. And Dorcas thought, well, this is something that will get resolved. Maybe he'll settle down a little bit after we get married. But as you can imagine, that didn't happen. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, if they have not ever taken, say, a personality assessment or some kind of profile that helps them understand how they are wired, it becomes a source of frustration both for themselves and for those that love them, uh, typically their spouse, because from the outside, it just looks like they're wandering and they can't settle in. And yet what we know is that people who are wired um, as change makers, they just, they have a lot of ideas and they, they, they want to start something themselves. So um, I I think we will do a follow up episode at some point because Ned and Dorcas, um, I think it was several years into the launching of their uh, company that they worked with a coach and did do some assessments. And it was very helpful for them to understand really how very different they are wired. So I feel like this is a really important thing for anyone that's considering starting a business, starting a venture, or if you've already started, uh, do not pass go, do not stop until you find some kind of an assessment. And by the way, I do offer those. Uh, I offer one type of assessment, but regardless of where you take it, do a little work about learning about your own personality, your strengths, but also the shadow side and the things that you don't see as easily about yourself. And to do that as a 
couple is so important and will give you a much bigger um, understanding of what you bring to a partnership together. All right, number three, when Dorcas and Ned moved to China the first time, he was looking to set up manufacturing there. Dorcas had been working uh, in the Bay Area, and obviously she wasn't able to continue that when they moved to China. So uh, they resolved that she would work in the business for a while. And when Mark and I were talking about ideas and takeaways from this episode, he wondered if if it helps the spouse with buy-in by working in the business at some point? Um, Is it helpful for them to know the day-to-day workings, the challenges, the wins of the business? Uh, Mark and I have always talked a lot about our business. And there was a time when I did work in the business for, it wasn't a terribly long time. And it kind of became clear after a little while that that wasn't a great place for me to be because there were things that I wanted to change and I didn't really have the authority to do that. But I I do have a very broad understanding of, I would say broad and deep understanding of the day-to-day running of our business. But there were times when I would say to Mark, um, you know, I I only hear your frustrations. It's like my filter was one where I I heard what was frustrating him and I'm glad that he could come to me with those things but there were times when I also had to ask tell me something good and then he would go into a long list of things that were going well in the company but I just wasn't aware so I kind of posed this as a question do you think it's a bonus or not for a spouse to work in the business. I know that many entrepreneurs will say that they feel very isolated if their spouse doesn't understand the business, doesn't understand what they're up against. Um, So anyway, I just throw that out and maybe that's a topic for discussion. Okay, number four um, one of the things that Dorcas pointed out is they, they hit a really hard time when they were in China. She is Chinese American, grew up speaking a certain dialect, which is not what was spoken in the little town, Shenzhen, I think it was, and I'm probably not saying that right. <laughs> but when they moved there, the locals would look at her like, you're Chinese, why why can you not um, communicate with me? And she began to feel just so isolated, and she began to withdraw more. She also had some concerns about how much she could share these struggles with her friends and family back in the United States. Um, for fear that conversations were monitored. So over time, she became depressed and anxious and really found it hard to function. And it got to a point where 
she felt like, Ned, you either have to choose me or the business. And that that is a hard place for a couple to be. But her point in this was that when there are challenges, solutions are rarely black and white. And when she was able to share her concerns with Ned, and I'm sure that he saw that she was withdrawing and was having trouble functioning. So he came up with a creative solution, and it's what she called a grand romantic gesture, which was he basically rewrote their business plan so that they could open an office in Hong Kong, which was just across the border from where they are, but a very different setting for Dorcas. They were hesitant to share that with investors because they were they had concerns that they might question what what are these ex- extra expenses but ned knew that the health of his wife was at least as important if not more important than the business if they had a successful business and they ended up losing their marriage or dorcas's health then what have they gained so Ned is a very wise man. I just want to celebrate his wise decision in hearing the needs of his wife and and acting on what she needed. Eventually, she said, in, investors really want to know how the marriage is going because they know that if they're investing in a company and the health of the founder's marriage is not good, there is some risk to the company in the days ahead. So they took care of their marriage. And I, I'm really grateful to Dorcas for her vulnerability in sharing this really difficult time for her. Uh, Once they moved to Hong Kong, there were a lot more resources for counseling for socialization. She began her writing career here. And so there was a lot of good that came out of that. But it took her courage to say what she needed and Ned's attention to respond. And so this is what I want to say. If you are an entrepreneur and listening to this, ask your spouse periodically, how are you doing? What do you need? A lot of times entrepreneurs get so wrapped up in running or scaling the business that they don't stop to take in the needs of the people around them, their spouse or children. And sometimes they're running as hard as they can to keep the entrepreneur afloat and pick up pieces that need to be handled along the way. So just take a minute and ask your spouse, how you can help them, or how are they doing? All right, the last point I wanted to make is when I asked Dorcas, and I typically ask this in my podcast, what do you do to keep the fun, friendship, and intimacy in your marriage? And she talked about date nights, which is not anything new, but their focus was to... Number one, they would turn off all of their 
electronics, anything that would distract them from talking to each other. They also tried to limit how much they talked about the business. Sometimes there are things you have to talk about, but they made date night a time to focus on them, on each other. Um, Sometimes they would ask questions. You can find different lists of questions. She noted one in her book, a list of questions that was printed in the, I believe it was the New York Times at one point. And they were questions designed for couples that are dating and trying to get to know each other. But Ned and Dorcas found that taking one of these questions on a date night helped to reveal things about each other that they they didn't know. And that's one of the fun things I think about a long-term marriage is there's so much still to learn about each other. So there you have it, short and sweet. And I hope you enjoyed this uh, takeaway episode. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, see you next time.